Hello and welcome to another episode of Puck Perspective Podcast. Today we will be looking at uh, an update towards the awards predictions as well as what we think will happen at the trade deadline. I am your host, Alex Kack, with my, well, I'm, I'm a co-host, actually, yeah. with my other co-host, Dylan Robertson, and uh, let's dig in. All right, so as you said, we're going to start off by sort of giving a revised version of our trophy winners for this season at about the halfway mark, just a little bit after after that now. Huh? Um, we'll start from the top and work our way down, I guess, Yeah. from what we did last time. So... For the Hart Trophy. So, originally, uh, I picked Connor McDavid. I think that would have been a consensus yeah, pretty, choice. pretty standard selection. And uh, I'm going to have to go with Kucherov now. Yeah. He just kind of torn it up. Mm-hmm. I, I had Matthews at the beginning of the year, but again, picked Kucherov now. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Um, How, who'd you have for the Norris? For the Norris? I had him at the beginning of the year, and I still had him reluctantly, and that's Victor Hedman. Six to eight weeks isn't enough on the shelf to dissuade you. No, I think that they'll look at his 60 games played, and they'll be like, yeah, he was really good for those games, so we're going to give it to him anyways. And the Norris seems like one of those trophies where it's like, oh, he's already, like, Dowdy's already won it, Carlson's already won it, so it's Hedman's turn now, you know what I mean? But then again... I had had him at the start of the year, but you know who also hasn't won it? At least I can't remember if he's won it. Alex Petro. I can't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> you just went full Don Cherry. Full Don Cherry. Petro. I, can you can you uh, say it for me? Petrangelo. Yeah, that that guy. Or as Don Cherry says, Peter Angelo. Peter Angelo. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Peter Angelo. Uh, I think he's taken the award home this year. St. Louis has been money and uh he has been a big part of that and i think uh he will get rewarded finally yeah it's not a bad pick at all i think you're now regretting the head no not know. regretting it at all no sticking regrets. with my guns stick with your guns and uh yeah so i had him in and now i'm going with uh peter angelo a moving on to the vesna uh i chose sergey bob at the beginning of the year yeah. Gonna have to go with Vasilevsky. He was good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he he was the Norris' favorite. Tanking late, or Norris' favorite. Great defenseman. Yeah. Sergei Bobrovsky. Hey, your best defenseman is your goalie. True, true. Why don't goalies win the Norris, then? True, yeah. I guess they have their own award, so it's okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Bobrovsky's been tanking for the draft pick, so he has better odds next year at uh, winning the Norris. The Vesna, not the Norris. So yeah, Vasilevsky for me. Who who do you have? I started the year with Holtby, and he's been good, but nothing amazing. Um, and you know what? I went with Corey Crawford, who his stats are just a tad under Vasilevsky, but I think he sort of deserves the credit that he deserves. <laughs> so question: When call when Chicago doesn't make the playoffs, yeah. Does that hurt Crawford's uh, chance definitely of winning? Definitely would hurt it, but it definitely shouldn't because it is not his fault if they miss the playoffs, or based on the season so far. Who would you blame for Chicago's shortcomings? I'd say it's... Um, the three cups? Yeah, pretty much, because their general manager has his hands tied and has no money to give to actually good defensemen. 
Except they aren't playing Cody Franzen, which is strange. Strange. Stranger things have happened, but not many. Not many. Moving on to the Calder. Man, I feel like I've gotten a different person for each of these. This is just horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't. Okay, listen. You you kept Hedman, and he's injured. That barely counts. I, I had him too. Hmm? Calder, who you got? All right. This guy is definitely going to win Calder. It's not going to be close. Not close at all? No. And who's the boy? Brock Besser. That guy just... All he does is score. Just snipes for days. He has already tw- over 20 goals. Yeah. And on a very, very poor Vancouver team as well. Exactly. They basically have that first line of uh, Besser, Horvat, and Bearsheet. But and he's still doing it without Horvat. Without Horvat. You slide Vanekin, slide him into the DMs, and you're, you're doing okay there. Vanek's actually been uh, killing it for him a little bit, but... Uh, He'll be killing it for someone else after the deadline. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or maybe not killing it. We'll see. Yeah, we will definitely see there. Uh, I originally had Clayton Keller, which... Oh, I had Nico Hishir, by the way. He's uh, third in rookie scoring right now, so I think Clayton Keller... He, he, he's got good, a chance. With but... a good finish, if he brings the Coyotes into a playoff spot. <laughs> 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 well, the, they could win something this year. The draft lottery. The draft lottery. But, uh, they're, they're coming first. To... A, a game. <laughs> yeah, they could win a game. That was kind of the... Would, at, after a month of season, it's, it, will Arizona win a game? And then they did, and the sky stopped falling, yeah. kind of. But So, uh, who did you pick? I ended up changing it to... Uh, the guy who's not going to win. The guy who's apparently not going to win, Matthew Barzell. He's... Uh, I just think... He's got a better chance of winning just because he plays on a line with Tavares and uh, Anderson. No, he doesn't play on a line with Tavares. Or he plays with Eberle. Yeah, he plays, I think, with Eberle and uh, not Lee, uh, Bailey. Bailey? I don't don't know the Islanders' lines. They confuse me. Their team, they have just such a good offense, but their defense is just absolutely garbage. Uh, I don't trust this. I gotta go to Daily Faceoff. One second. Daily Faceoff is more. They don't even have Bailey in there. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, I guess he's, he's injured. He's injured. Yeah, but it would be Bailey usually. I, think. I thought Bailey played on. Maybe he does. First line. I don't know, but Matt Barzell is just killing it. So give him more ice time. Oh okay. yeah. Improve my midway season prediction, right? Um. The Selkie. Selkie. Another one where I'm sticking with my guns. Well, we're feeling pretty good about this because yeah. we're both sticking with our guns yeah. here. So we, I think we made a good good choice at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Pretty good ones. You had? I had sort of more of the underdog pick, I'd say. For What was the last time we The winger. first winger since, I think, Yuri Lettinen or something like that, like 10 years ago. I picked Mark Stone at the beginning of the year, and I'm, I'm sticking with it. His, he's got a point-per-game pace. And he's just absolutely ridiculous defensively. Yeah. Turning the puck over, just such a smart player on the ice. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to go with Patrice Bergeron. Uh, he's a center, Yep. which you he's have also, all the responsibility. He's playing yep. point-per-game pace. There's no Kessler. It's, it's hands down. It's his down. trophy. You know, it's his trophy to It's lose. his trophy. Like, he should just own the trophy. 
We'll we'll rename it to the Patrice and, and, Bergeron, and he can loan it to other people whenever they want it. <laughs> He's the commissioner yeah, of the trophy. It's a good pick. Yeah. So I, I I'm happy with what I did there. He started off the season injured, but you know that didn't dissuade me. Yeah. It's only a few games. The Jack Adams. You had a really good pick to start the season, eh? Um. Um. What what's Bill Peters doing right now? Does he still have a job? He does still have a job, and actually the Hurricanes have been not terrible. I wouldn't say they're good. Oh, they're not bad. They're a point they're, out of a they're, spot. They're fighting for a playoff spot, but yeah, my pick of Bill Peters, I guess, was a little little off. Although um, your pick now would have been more way more oh, out yeah. there at yeah. the end of the season. But so. Yeah, I changed it to Gerard Gallant. I'm pretty sure that. We, we all expected Vegas to be the worst or the second worst team in the league. And right now, I believe they are the... Second best? Second best. They are the second best team in the league right now, which is something just absolutely nobody saw coming, which is typically who we see when with uh, Jack Adams. Yeah, I, I didn't see uh, Vegas coming last, but uh, I definitely didn't see them coming first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also a lot of cool. coaches in the league who... Are really good, but haven't earned the credit yet, and I think yeah. that's who you're going for. Well, I'm uh, keeping the same as the beginning of the season. Uh, John Cooper. Yeah. I said at the beginning of the season, I think Tampa Bay is going to win the Presidents Trophy. They didn't make the playoffs last year, and that is the perfect storm for winning the freaking Jack Adams. And then Vegas comes in and blows exactly. my odds. Which is ridi- the Jack Adams is honestly the most ridiculous trophy. I mean, guys like Joel Quenville. Mike Babcock, John Cooper, none of them have ever won a Jack Adams trophy. And if you look at the last 10 years, like 80% of the coaches have been fired from their jobs. One nice turnaround gets you the hardware. Exactly. That's all you need. One lucky season because of a good goalie. (laughs) Like last year, Kubrowski. But he's like potentially the top goalie in the league. Yeah. So He was last year. Not so much but this I, year. But he's, I'd say he's still up there. Oh, yeah. i definitely take Broski over a lot of goalies in the league. For sure. Moving um, on to the Art Ross. I think this one's uh, pretty decided. Did we make the f- same pick at the beginning of the year? Yeah, we did. We picked the the uh, odds-on favorite. The reigning champion. Yeah. Connor McDavid. That was a bad pick. Yeah, I should have realized. I, I said I Edmonton was I such know. a bad team, but Connor McDavid was yeah. so good. Yeah, because last year they, they actually were a good team. They had good players surrounding him. They've lost some of those players. They've had injuries. Through trades. Yeah, like they've, <laughs> they've done it to themselves. That's what you call shooting yourself in the foot multiple times. Yeah, they don't have any feet left. Peter Chiarelli, what are you doing? Losing his job. But yeah, I mean, look looking back, probably shouldn't have picked him. Should have probably picked Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems like a, a a fair assumption to have made. Now, yeah, that's uh, Considering who I've changed it to because he's just so far he's ahead. He's running of away with. I mean, it's kind of cheating to say who we think is going to win the Art Ross at this point of the year. Well, they're up by like ten points. Yeah, but we'll just both admit that we made a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, Connor David, unless he pulls like. Two and a half points a game for the rest of the season. I don't see that. would be good for my fantasy team. That would be bad for my <laughs> fantasy team. Because I'll, I, I I'll be playing in the finals. Actually, no. The 70s probably. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, we'll see how that happens. Uh, the Richard. Who did you have? So, I had McDavid at the beginning of the year, which, looking back, was pretty stupid again. So, a guy who's never scored over 30 goals in a season. I know. You are picking to win the Richard. Yeah. That's, I like that. Yeah. That was not too sure. Well, had Kucherov scored more than he's last year he did. But yeah. True. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep it the same. Even though Ovechkin has the, the goal lead, I got to stick with my guns and Nikita Kucherov because yeah. I called him out at the beginning of the it's season. It's going to be a good battle to see who wins that trophy. The Russian race. Yeah. But I uh, I actually went with the other Russian. I went with Ovi. My boy, Ovi. Ovi. One Kenobi. The best goal scorer in NHL history. I'm I, saying it here. Uh, I agree with I'm that. I'm saying it. Mike Boss, he was good. You had to give it to Boss. He was, yeah, he was pretty he was a boss. But pure goal scoring? Wow, you didn't acknowledge my pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's just move forward. <laughs> That is the updated award predictions. Uh, maybe we'll do something at the end of the season for when they give odds on who's going to win. We'll tell you who to bet on, yeah. and then you can lose your money. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> or win it. Or, no. no. <laughs> we're we're going to say, you know, you need to pick Roman Polak for the Norris. He's definitely the guy you want. Mm, yeah. Racks up Pims. Good old school guy. Anyways. Good kid. Good kid. We are now moving on to what we would like to see happen for the Leafs and the Sens and the upcom- like in the upcoming trade market, and then as well as some other teams and who, what players might get moved around a bit. By the way, when, when is the deadline? It's the 26th, so we still got about a month and a half until the deadline. So there's still time for teams to uh, figure out where they, where they sit in the standings. Um... So let's uh, let's start on your end with the Sens. Yeah. What would you like to see? So what is your goal heading to the eighty-two game mark? What what, what? my goal uh, is to have the other team score more goals. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to tank and fall to start falling for Dolan. Well, that that was tough, tough, tough. tough. Hey, I can't say Peter Angelo. <laughs> You can't say fall for Dolan. We, we both have our weaknesses. Although I think mine's a little more pronounced. Or maybe I can't pronounce it at all. <laughs> good one. But yeah, the Sens are not looking good this year. And they they should just... Uh, here's the thing. I think their team, they have a lot of good pieces. But then there's just a lot of fat surrounding those pieces. A lot of dead weight. And I think that if their GM does a good job, which I'm not too confident in, that... Um, they should be able to do that so that they set them themselves up for success next season. Well, you know, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of guys that you could get that are old on big contracts from other teams oh. if you're looking for them. Oh, Otto's got a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you list everyone who's like above probably, like, I don't know, 32 on your team making above a million bucks who you don't want on your who team? Who I don't want on my team? Okay, well, you got Dion Phaneuf. Well, actually, they don't even have to be above 32. Who would, you, who would you like to just say get bye? Rid of him. Yeah, if okay. you could say bye right now, who would you say bye to? Okay, I would say bye to the two guys with the worst contracts on the team, Dion Phaneuf and Bobby Ryan. I would legitimately trade 
picks and or prospects along with those guys just to get rid of the contracts. Remember when the Leafs traded for enough to Yeah, don't remind me about that. And they please. didn't retain salary? Yeah, I remember that. And we even got... We got nothing. Yeah. But it was... You got Colin it. Greening. Colin Greening. He's... He could... Uh, Marley's captain. captain. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Glue guy. Glue guy. But yeah, so Ryan and FNUF legitimately... I mean, I think FNUF can still be an okay player, but he's just way too expensive. Gotta get rid of him. So what are the odds of... Ryan or Fenoff moving this trade deadline? I think Bobby Ryan, the odds are zero. zero. No, one's, no one wants him. Zero to none? Zero to none. Fenoff, I think there's, <laughs> let me say, like a 5% chance that some team's like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll take Dion if you toss us a third-round pick. So you're saying that like one and a half teams in the NHL are, could be Would, interested? Would like considered it, yeah. Something like that. So My maybe math might be wrong, but... It's pretty sad that actually on this list I have four of Ottawa's six defensemen. Wait, no, three out of the six, so half of their defensemen. So the other two are Johnny Oduya, who apparently teams would consider taking for his veteran presence. What what would you want as a return for Johnny Oduya? I would take like a conditional seventh round pick, honestly. <laughs> With what conditions? Uh... Like, how, what would uh, what what would the condition be for you to get the pick? For him to, if Johnny Oduya makes I don't know three solid batches of Swedish meatballs, they're sending a seventh rounder to defend. Otherwise, if if he doesn't get into the kitchen, they're they're not getting anything. Because he's certainly not performing on the ice. No, no. It's the intangibles that exactly, win teams exactly. championships. Exactly. Let it be known, Johnny Oduya's Swedish meatballs are That's the second to none. That's the glue. That's the glue. <laughs> Could you imagine game day? He's like, okay, guys, I got everyone come. I got some Swedish meatballs for y'all. And then he just like fucking lines up like a table of just like plates and just plops them onto everyone's plate. And, and they have a nice team dinner. And, and then he plays like two minutes. As per usual. Yeah. He's Except like, no. not this year because Guy Boucher is crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> so then, so then the other defenseman on my list of guys who I would trade for sure is Cody Cece. Now, I was thinking about this, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure is because he's still young. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that if someone offered the Sens a second round pick, I would be like, hell yeah, I would do that. Oh. Yeah. No one's going to offer you a first-rounder for him. Hey, a first-rounder was offered for uh, the enforcer, Ryan Reeves. That's true. But that was just to move up in the draft, wasn't it? No. I swear... Pittsburgh traded a first-rounder yeah, for Ryan Yeah, but they got Reeves. a second-rounder back as well. I don't really remember. Pretty sure. But, but yeah, still. That's, that's got to be a good feeling. Oh, yeah. You have but, uh, value. But yeah, Cody CC. It's. I just don't see any potential in him. He's not. He's not getting better. He's actually getting worse, and I don't see that turning around anytime soon with the Sens. Maybe on a new team, but I. <laughs> even then, I don't think so. So yeah, he's got to go. So three defensemen, Bobby Ryan. He's not going to go. The three. The the two guys who I could actually see them trading. Zach Smith. He's still a decent player, but he just has kind of a big contract. But someone might yeah. be like, we'll take a, we'll take a chance. And then uh, Alex Burrows, 
Don't want to talk about the trade. Don't don't even bring it up. But uh, yeah, he's got to go as well. He's got three goals. I think like seven points, and he's just invisible. He's just nothing. You guys could have had both the Dolans. I know. And we could have basically been building Team Sweden. (laughs) Building Team Sweden. Seriously. You have Carlson, Clayson, Dahl. You have like three. Carlson, Clayson, Dahlin, Dahlin. You have like three of their defensemen right there with like Hedman, Strawman, and. Yeah. uh, Can't think of another defenseman for Sweden. Ekman Larson. Ekman Larson, there you go. And Larson. (laughs) Ekman Larson, Larson. Oh my gosh. And then uh, the last person who I would actually trade is. More of a position. I would trade one of the two goalies. It doesn't really matter to me which one, to be honest. I would trade either one. I just don't think that they need both of these guys. Who's, I, who's the backup for the Suns again? Mike Condon. Mike Condon, yeah. And they got them both signed up for two more years after this one. At, like, pretty cheap deals. But I would rather they trade one of them, because they're both pretty old, and I'd want them to pick up someone younger who can be a backup and play, like, 20 games a year. Like, a, maybe a Peter Mrazek, or pick someone up like that. You know, it's kind of funny how you guys kept Craig Anderson for all this time when Robin Leonard and Ben Bishop have just yeah, been know. tearing it up. I know. Not and, the and even Brian things. Elliott. I know we got Anderson in that trade. Elliott loose. There's on the loose. Elliott loose. Then the other guys who I would... Uh, oh, no, that was all the guys who I would trade for sure. But none of them are basically tradable so yeah might be able to get maybe some bro Swedish meatballs from him, but yeah. Swedish meatballs. that's about it then there's a few guys who i would consider trading not for sure depends on the return and that would be john gabriel pajo i mean, I, I could see him moving for sure yeah as much as i like him I, I i don't think he's a great third line center i mean i would rather have him have him as a fourth line center but he's paid like a third line center and he's been He's been playing like a fourth line center. He doesn't really produce much, and he he needs to play with good players to have success. Oh. He can't drive a line himself. Basically, how teams have to think about it is, if you want to win a playoff game, you get one free playoff win out of John yes. Gabriel Pazzo. That's, that's valuable. Yeah, I think it's a hat trick or four goals or just oh, yeah. honestly just takes over one game, like nothing else. For See, the rest that's of why playoffs. I love, that's why I love him is because of his playoff success. If he didn't have the playoff success. And scoring hat tricks on Montreal every fucking time they play, <laughs> I wouldn't be as much of a fan of his. And then the Rangers too. That was that was a good game, but that was the same. Yeah, he's he's, he's not an always been an interesting case to me. Yeah, playoffs he's, he shows up regular season he just takes it off. Yeah, he is a great penalty killer though. So he 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 is a valuable. Someone would definitely trade something for him, no doubt. Yeah. Um, then the other guy is Derek Broussard. Now I. I would trade him if you got something good back, but I think the Sens will want to contend next season, and trading him doesn't really fulfill that goal. If you trade him, you're kind of giving up on next season as well, because then you've really got Duchesne and Pajot, unless you think like Logan Brown or Colin White is going to be a top six center next year, which is optimistic. Well, you could always think about trading him to the Rangers for like Zabinijad or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that trade up as well. Thanks. You're welcome. Bring Actually, no, Broussard's been pretty good. but Yeah, uh, but not Zibanejad good. Yeah. That was... I was not a fan of that trade at the time. I'm still not. 
Yeah. I, I, as much as I love, like, sorry. I'm a fan of Dorian. Like, that he's the Sens GM. Apart yeah. from that, I'm like, oh, don't, no. <laughs> no. If he hey, was the least GM, I would not be He's happy. not the worst GM for a Canadian team, at least. In my opinion. Peter Chiarelli takes the cake there. Okay. He took the entire cake. He didn't leave crumbs. Oh. Like, he's just unbelievably shit. Uh, for me personally, I think the, the, the real tradable guys are Paggio and Broussard. Yeah. And you're going to need to actually probably trade one of them because you have to resign Mark Stone. Yeah, exactly. And he's making at least $7 million. I think so, too. And out of Pajot and Broussard, I would probably trade Pajot first. But yeah. I'm not sure about that. And then uh, the guys who I would keep, definitely Carlson. <coughs> keep Carlson. you got to do whatever you can to sign him. Oh, yeah. Throw him a blank check. <laughs> Put a number here, so. Yeah, pretty much. And then the one guy who's being talked about a lot in, the, in trade rumors is Mike Hoffman. And I'm pretty against the idea of trading him just because he's like one of the best shooters in the league, bonafide goal scorer, top six winger. And you trade him away, and then two years from now, you'll hear the sense, oh, they're looking for a top six scoring winger. And it's like you had one of those, and you traded it away. For peanuts. Exactly. I mean, their rumors were that they would – try to that maybe St. Louis might be interested in getting him for like a first round pick and like Kiru or Robert Thomas which would be interesting but at the same time I still don't think I would do it because Hoffman is such a unique yeah. talent and goal scorer who is totally underutilized on the sense kind of like Phil Kessel but with a better slap shot but less vision yeah and less speed but, like, still just a wicked, wicked shot. Like, no defense there, but, like... Yeah, wicked shot. He knows his way around the offensive end of the ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I would be pretty bummed if they traded him. But if, if they did get a good package that was, like, a first-rounder and one of those top prospects, I mean, I would understand it. But then again, it's like they're giving up on next season. Yeah. Like, you, if you're... The reason why they would trade him, apparently, is to shed salary. And there's other ways they could get rid of salary ahead of him yeah like you go trade pajo ahead of hoffman any day oh yeah yeah no this team uh i think they could have a chance next year obviously they need to just lose the dead weight on their team yeah and it's ridiculous how many people have modified no trade clauses oh god it's and stupid it's not even like they're star players no they're depth johnny oduya blue guys tom pyatt Oh boy, Nate Thompson! Like, wow, yeah. you had to give him a mock to find no trade clause to join your team. Yeah, otherwise he wasn't going to sign with you. Oh, that would have been better. What a loss that yeah. is! I don't understand, Dorian. Oh, if they could trade Nate Thompson, I would trade him too. But I don't see who would want him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think they could they could fuck this up royally, but if they play their cards right, I think they could put themselves in a position to. Be a playoff team again next year, at least. And Possibly. keep Carlson. Yeah, keep Carlson. That's that's goal. like the number one goal right now. You have the best defenseman of this generation. You don't yeah. want to lose him. Let's move on to the Leafs. Yes. Um, I don't think there's... Much different situation. Uh, much different. Uh, end of season goal is to finish top three in the division. I don't... Oh, that's that's almost for sure. That's basically a... It's a, a given. A, a gimme at this point. Uh, who's who's chasing them next? Florida? Are they... Detroit. I, oh, really? I thought Florida had passed. Detroit oh, has wow. 43 
points. At least are ten up on them. That's Detroit's going to be selling them. So yeah, yeah that the Leafs have pretty much guaranteed. Actually, you know what? The Leafs are almost guaranteed to be playing Boston in the first round. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting series. Boston terrifies me. They have a well, not terrifies me, but like they're actually freaking, we, we kind of they're, we they're, play them well. Their top end talent is ridiculous, but their bottom yeah exactly. Is like, if you can shut down their top guys, you'll win. Which I think in a tight series we should be able to do. Okay, we're kind of getting off track here, but yeah. in a in a ser- <laughs> in a series like that against the Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn line, who on the least would you match up against those guys to shut them down? Well, last year we swept the Bruins, and we had Kadri, uh, Komarov, and yeah Brown match up against them, and I think yeah they could probably it's either them or it's the Matthews line. But I think the Kadri line is a better choice, honestly. Yeah. Kadri, Komarov, and then Brown makes sense. Brown or, or Marlow. Yeah, Marlow would actually be great. Yeah. That would be a good line to shut them down, I think. Marlow's been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, he's been awesome for the Leafs. Well, yeah, so we're expecting playoffs. If the Leafs don't make the playoffs, it would be a major disappointment. Yeah. Um, so we're probably playing the Bruins. And what do the Leafs need from the trade deadline? Well... We've already got our rentals on the team, and then with the names of Komarov, Bozak, and JVR. Mm-hmm. So don't trade them because then we're going to be say, "Oh, we need some rentals for the the, yeah. the playoffs." Like that, and they're just going to be getting picks, which doesn't that doesn't do anything for team. them right now. Yeah, this is a year where we need to make a drive into the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, win at least a series, which. Is now looking to be. It's gonna be tough. Easier said than done. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, I'm like, oh yeah, they'll win a series for sure. That will be a freaking fun series. Oh yeah. I'm gonna watch every one of those games. That'll be. Me too. That'll be a good one. Probably watch them together. Yeah. But uh. Maybe do a live reaction. When it comes to who the least want, we're not looking for a forward. We've got enough players. Maybe, maybe someone for the fourth line, but. I would have to be a defensive penalty killer. Yeah. And so it's minimal changes up front. Minimal changes up front. It's when you get to the defense. That's when things get really interesting because you've got four players guaranteed to play in the playoffs. So Riley, assuming health. Yeah, assuming health. Riley, Gardner, Zaitsev, and Hainsey. After that, and with those guys, you have three penalty killers. Right. With Hainsey and Zaitsev. Carrying the brunt, and then you have Riley and Gardner just never touches it. Yeah. At that point, you're looking at maybe Polak and Carrick as the third pairing, or Polak and Borgman. Yeah. Which has been Dermot. done a lot. German is looking really good right now, so we'll see yeah. how he kind of fits yeah, into this. Yeah, in the last 30, 40 games of the year. So it's kind of do the Leafs pick up a right handed shot, someone like a Mike Green? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to buy someone with term. No, I, I don't think they do. They just want a pure rental, unless it's a younger guy. Yeah. And the younger guys in the league right now, Chris Tanev. Yeah, he was, he's the one who comes to mind. I, I don't, can't really think of anyone else. Unless you could fry one of the guys away from Nashville, but there's no way they would do that. No. They're they're trying to win. So it's, it's not looking... Uh, 
too too promising on the defensive Unless you want to slightly use uh, Dion Phaneuf to fill out your third pairing. I don't even think we have the cap space for that. We might, but you have to take yeah. something back. Oh, yeah. Take Colin Greening. Colin Greening. I don't even think Tobias, his contract Tobias counts. Lindbergh. Tobias Lindbergh. Actually, we traded him. Oh, yeah. Forgot to about that. Uh, Vegas. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, no. You, if you want him back, you have, okay. to, you have to talk to Vegas about that one. Looks like the trade's not going to work out. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Give you Malam a call. Bring him back. But, uh, yeah, it's it, it, it doesn't look like there should be much movement in Leafland. Right-handed shot on the defensive end is the only way you're looking at it. and yeah. They seem to like Roman Polak way too much. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't see them trading for someone to take Polak out of the lineup. You know what I mean? Dude looks like he's 40, yeah. but he's 31. It's, it's It's impressive. Yeah. He reverse-aged. He just got really old really quickly. Yeah. Well, he's still young. But, yeah, uh, it's... For the rentals, there's really... We were looking at it. There's Mike Green, who you mentioned. Mike Green. I just think he's going to be too expensive to be worth it. And he's not really the type of def- style of defenseman the Leafs are looking for, I don't right. think. Well, it, it was kind of like Martin Hansel last year. That's kind of the position Mike Green's in. Yeah. And Hansel picked up so many assets for uh, yeah. Arizona. But I don't think I want to trade that for Mike Green. No. Wait, where did Hansel even get traded to last year? Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Like two first or something crazy was, like that. Yeah, it was a lot. I don't remember, but it was nuts. I just don't see the players on the market who I would have loved to have gotten early in the year would have been Jason Demers. Yeah. For McGinn. Yeah. Like, oh, Leafs could have done that so easily. Send him Soshnikov, and boom, you yeah. have a defenseman who would have been very serviceable with a right-handed shot. Yep. Maybe Alex Petrovic. You could maybe get him from Florida. Yeah. But I just, I do not see. He's not a game changer. I, I don't see where you get a player from. Carolina, yeah, maybe? The Leafs are in an interesting position because, like, they're not the best team in the league, but it's hard for them to improve their team. Yeah. Without like, making drastic changes. Yeah. Like, obviously, we have a whole bunch of guys we could trade and we could get. Almost any like player. They could in the try league. to trade Nylander for Ekman Larson, but that just doesn't make sense right now. That in definitely doesn't make sense. Isn't he a free agent at the end of this year, or is it next I think year? End of next year, or something like that. So, uh, is he at the same time as Carlson and Yeah, I think Dowdy? so. Damn, that's that, crazy. That's going to be a very interesting uh, yeah. free agency if they choose to hit free agency and don't sign contracts. That's a good year. Yeah. But yeah, I. I feel like I've just been saying the same thing over yeah. and over again. But I think Ottawa's going to have a much more interesting de- trade deadline yeah. than the Leafs. It was kind of like the Leafs a few years ago. When we were just selling everybody mm-hmm. out. It's kind of role reversal now. Oh, yeah. Although the Sens were never really looking this good. <laughs> Except last year, I guess. they. I was all in for the Sens, but uh, they yeah. couldn't take it. Last year, I was all in for the Cup. This year, I'm all in for Dolan. I, that, that was a good one. I'll give you that. So, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Yep. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. And um, is there any last words you want to say? No, just excited to watch the second half of the season unfold, pretty much. Other than that, that's about it.
If you like this episode um, or like the show in general, you could subscribe to us on either SoundCloud or on iTunes. We don't mind either one. (laughs) Why not both? Or you could follow us on Twitter at Puck Perspective. Is it Puck Perspective or Puck Perspective Podcast? We should probably know that by now, (laughs) but I think it's just at Puck Perspective. Okay, perfect. And, uh... Yeah, so let's get ready for the playoffs. We're going to get the party started. Some of us will be getting ready for the draft party, but, yep. you know, it's understandable. I've been there. I've done that. Got the t-shirt. Oh, yeah. It says Matthews on the back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what yours is going to say on the back, but. Uh, Hoping it's going to say Dolan. Yeah, there's Stalin for Dolan. Yeah. It's like a car battery. It's not running. We're going back down the hill. It's kind of sends us here. <laughs> Leaves are chugging up. Anyways. Oh, jinx. Oh, <sighs> okay. That about wraps it up, I guess. Yep. Have a nice day, everyone. And uh, go, let's go.